Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, it's good to be back with you. And before we head into this weekend, I, I we're going to do things a little bit different today. Um, we're going to have a shorter episode, but I want to give you something really big to chew on. And we have been within this conversation that Jesus is having with these Jews, these scribes, these Pharisees in John 8. And at times it seemed a little bit like a debate. Um, there have been some jabs from who he's talking to, and he's laid out some facts that are kind of hard to receive. But within that, laced within that, we've experienced some statements from Jesus that have been touching on what are called the non-communicable attributes of God. And what I mean by that is in Genesis 1, it says we were made in the image of God. And so a lot of God's attributes can actually be passed on to us through the power of the Holy Spirit and in this process called sanctification, where the Holy Spirit comes in as we believe in Christ and his work, and and the Holy Spirit does this work of changing us and transforming us into the image of God. Uh, Paul talks about it as being formed into the likeness of Jesus. And so in that, there are certain attributes of God that we can take on. Um, not infinitely like God. Again, we need God to even remotely take on his attributes. Um, but in, in certain ways, we can take them on. But there are three specific attributes that we cannot take on that are non-communicable. So the first is omnipresent, and then there's omnipotent, and then there's omniscient. So I like to call these the omnis. Um, it makes them sound cool as well as it sort of presses that, yeah, this is a big deal. And it's hard to wrap our head around it. And if you've ever studied the attributes of God, um, good on you. Um, if you haven't, I encourage you to. It's really eye-opening and a wonderful experience. If you head down that path, um, I encourage you to go to A.W. Tozer's work. Um, it's just called The Attributes of God. I, I listen to it on audibles quite often. Um, there's a volume one and a volume two, but he basically talks through the attributes of God. It's a wonderful thing to get into because it's what we're called to, to discover more of who God is. So we fall in love with him and we operate out of his love and loving the people around us. But this conversation is going to end with this big statement and it's going to sort of have this explosive moment that we'll talk about next Wednesday. Um, but before we get there, I'd like for us to sort of put on some lenses. You know, I'm all about that. Put on some lenses that help us see these omnis in the right heart set, in the right mindset. And the way I find um, the most helpful in understanding these omnis and, and sort of taking them personally in the right way, because they can raise some questions like, God, if you, um, if you're omniscient and you know everything, how come this happens in the world? Or if you're omnipotent and you are all powerful and you can do whatever you want, why don't you just intervene and do it this way? 
Um, and we can insert ourselves into like what God should and shouldn't do, which is dangerous territory. Um, and if God's omnipresent, I think that just blows our mind too, which is the main one that we're going to see Jesus explain or at least uh, make a statement about on Wednesday. But with that, in Psalms 139, I think it's going to be really helpful for us to frame this conversation, these thoughts. And so I'm going to read it for you here and then ask you to ask some questions of God as you read this and meditate on this over the weekend. So here we go. Psalms 139. And this is a psalm written by David. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. I continue to go back to that. I continue to dwell on this beautiful psalm about God being everywhere, knowing everything, and being all-powerful. And in the midst of all those omnis, he created you. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about that this weekend, that in the midst of God's non-communicable attributes, these omnis that is part of what makes up God. He sees you. 
He wrote your days out. He wrote you into the story of history. And he's guiding your steps. He knows where you're going. In hard times, he sees you. As far as like walking out your purpose and finding out what what you were created for, he sees you in the midst of that. And he knows your every thought. And he's there with you. And instead of finding that like concerning, find that comforting. I want you to find comfort in that. I sure do. So would you ask that question this weekend? Would you, would you read this maybe several times? Maybe at the start of each day. Why don't we read this at the start of each day this weekend? And just meditate on it through the day and ask that question, how does this change the way I view God and my relationship with him? Does it change how you look at him? Does it change the way you pray? Does it change the way you approach your purpose? Does it change the way you rest in him in the midst of trial and tough situations? Hopefully this is helpful to you. Hopefully this is comforting to you. And I'm praying that God would encounter you in the midst of his omnipresence, his omnipotence, and his omniscience, that he would encounter you in a new way. Hey, I love you guys. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk on Wednesday this next week. Looking forward to it.